Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it, it all down. down. Thanks, I do no wrong. Sometimes, Lord. She just ain't always around. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. Today we have the pleasure of being serenaded by a local artist <laughs> who has fought his way against all... What's <laughs> up, baby? Who's fought his way against all odds, whether it be people or challenges that have blocked him along the way. Oh, is this a write-up? Yes. yes. Be quiet. Shut up. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll it back. <laughs> Today, we have the pleasure of being serenaded by a local artist who's fought his way against all odds, whether it be people or challenges that have blocked him along the way. He's one of the kindest, most positive people I've encountered, and I always see him showing so much love to everyone he crosses paths with. We're super excited to get to know him, what makes him tick, and his journey with music. So everyone, please welcome Zach, a.k.a. Hugh Glass, to Aww. the Cannabis Hangout. <laughs> Who wrote that? Hey, Zach. <laughs> Me. That was, that was beautiful, Saba. Thanks. <laughs> um, well, thank you for taking time out of your day to be here with us yeah. and just to share everything that we're about to talk about and get to know you better. Before we get to the good stuff, though, will you please share with us the first time you consumed cannabis? Like, do you remember, like, oh, yeah. when you were first introduced? Oh, yeah. So actually, there's two stories. So... I think I was like 12 years old, 13 years old maybe. I was living in Alva, Oklahoma at the time, and there was a college football game. So me and my boys, you know, I'm like the youngest kid in the group. I was always trying to be with the cool kids, with the skater kids. I couldn't skate. I was a poser. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wearing skinny jeans, didn't have a skateboard. Anyways, we're at the game, and like the whole time they're talking about smoking. And I'm scared as fuck because I know my mom will whoop my ass if she finds out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we can smoke. I'm thinking they're lying because they've never smoked before. And so I'm like, all right, this is just some cool, you know, they're trying to be cool. Well, we get to this kid's house and they pull out this little foil, this, you know, like when you roll up mm-hmm. the foil and do it. So they're passing it around and it got my turn. And I was, I basically just like didn't inhale and <laughs> put it in my mouth and let it like creep out slow. So the smoke looked yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't know like what to do. So I just acted high. Like, so I don't, you were really high? No, I was not high at all. I was not high at all. I took you the smallest there. hit. Yeah, I was not high at all. So I like, I just remember I went and laid down. And then they they got hungry. I wasn't hungry. So I just started like being creative with the food. I thought like a high person would like mix foods together. So I remember we made like, I'm honestly embarrassed to talk about it. But I, <laughs> but I we're going. Put, like, we're this far. You can't fucking, stop. Like, I fried like ham and put like applesauce with the ham and like, it honestly wasn't bad. Like yeah. kind of like a, right, a glazed yeah, ham. Yeah. <laughs> With the right amount of applesauce, I think we might have been onto something. Yeah. But that was the first time. And I then can see how that'll hit. Mm. The second but, time, like what really intrigued me though was everybody was cool. Like I was scared of weed. But my friends, they were like having a good time. They're all hugging each other, like, bro, I love you, bro. You're the best fucking friend. So like and they're giggling and shit. So I was like, damn, maybe I should have just smoked. Cause then I went home and like Okay, this is the fucked up part about that story. I went home like two days later after school thinking my mom just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good in the clear. Mm-hmm. One of those kids went home and their parents found out they were high. My mom cut hair. My mom cut oh. that kid's mom's hair. Oh. So she that, told them. Bro, the word spread. So I was fucking high either way. Man. I did, yeah, yeah. So I got in trouble, got my ass whooped. And then I was like, you know what? I'm smoking weed. Like I, <laughs> I just got spanked for smoking weed and I didn't. So... The real first time, I was with my friend Aaron Nyswanger. Shout out my dog. We were in his mom's basement, and we walked like four miles for this weed. 
I don't like why back in the day. Why was it <laughs> I like know. that? Everyone did anything they could to Dude, get anything. pay whatever it oh was. He yeah. waited like three hours in his backyard. <laughs> three hours. It was oh my god! It was unnecessary. But it was. I mean, I remember just walking back home, being so excited, so nervous. But then we got there, we smoked, and I remember laying in the bed like this, and we're like, we're looking up at something. It's like a post or something. But my feet, I was doing this with my feet, and for whatever reason, it felt so crazy. It felt like I was flying or some shit. So I was like, I was like, bro, look at my feet. And he just looks back. He's like, like not amused at all. But in my yeah. head, I'm like They're doing some, the craziest shit. So I don't know. It was an amazing time. But then I looked in the mirror. No one told me you're not supposed to like have deep. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that with like other type of like you know. No, I was drugs, high, no, but I was not high enough weed. to be not, not look, look at like yourself in the mirror buddy. because like you might you know see a version of yourself like when people like take mushrooms yeah. or something oh, or yes. whatever people yeah. are like don't just go in the mirror and look at yourself yeah. scared the shit out of you know see, but I've never I, heard yeah. that with cannabis like you're just like high and like you look at yourself and you're probably like oh I've, fuck my, my okay. eyes are shot yeah have you ever stopped smoking weed though for like an extended period of time and then smoked again yeah. um yeah but not like long yeah like, what was the longest. I would say like a week. Okay. A month. A month. Okay. Yeah. The first time smoking again. Did it not feel like fucking acid? I don't know what like, acid I feels was, like. I don't either. But like to me, fucking honestly, I'm like no, hearing shit because I was jet lagged. So it was like for me, I was like already in exhaustion. But I do remember smoking and like, okay. So I guess I kind of take that back. I was laying there watching a movie and I was going like so in and out and in and out. It was. It felt cra- like I felt crazy, mm. but it was like I was in the state of being my eye i don't i don't know it's like subconsciously awake okay i don't know it was weird because you haven't smoked in a while so so yes so yes yeah kind of but like no because i am also like i was jet lagged so like maybe it could just be a mixture of something yeah a mixture of both i just remember i was hearing shit like i had to it was for a job i had to like pass a piss test or something and Mm -hmm. it was were you withdrawing i've i've heard people and i've had this conversation recently with somebody they for sure okay yeah. so you're are you talking about withdrawing versus not smoking no no no. i'm just for saying, like a period of time I, i'm just saying <laughs> when i was like 20 i had to quit for like a month 30 days i think it was 30 days okay and then my first time smoking again mm-hmm. i was ripped tripping like yeah. hearing shit yeah yeah i mean that doesn't surprise me no. I, feel, I feel like you that could happen you oh, know so d- based it, off of a certain something you're smoking i have no idea yeah so is that the longest you've gone since then without consuming it was laced it was 20 hey chill out because <laughs> sometimes i think that i, I know mean, maybe it was though let's be you that's know why you should know your grower and know where you get your shit from you can help it but i know sometimes you want to tour and be hitting that week no, no i think this, this, was, was, this was this is when he was 20 oh, okay not when you're 20 <laughs> not but, when you're now yeah, weed was still illegal as fuck. So, but. but how do you, whenever you smoke, so just ask this, how do you know, like, what strains work for you? Or, like, are there some that you've noticed that you, like, stint, you tend to, like, steer away from? Or honestly, do you have that Honestly, problem? I'm blessed because, like, now I just talk to growers. Mm-hmm. Like, I, all my, not all my best friends, but I have probably, like, you know, three to five really good people the relationships. in my life. yeah. yeah. Like, and I just trust them. Like, they know kind of what I'm looking for and what I want to be smoking on. And Yeah. And sometimes they ask me, but most of the time it's just like, I just want shit to be creative. Yes. Yes. And whether that puts that. me asleep or keeps me awake, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. So yeah. I think That's kind of what I thought. I'm trying to think, like, my favorite strain or something. I really don't care. I, I know. really don't care. Yeah. But if, as long as it's good. Honestly, shirtcake. Yeah. Fucks sure. me up. Okay. You like like that's cake. the one that comes to. <laughs> a. A good sherb cake, like Spring Farm sherb cake. I just had a. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna fuck it up. I can't fuck it up. Uh, okay. I don't remember. Fuck. It's okay. I can cut it. Jungle, no, Jake's Jungle. I love it. Jake's Jungle. Jake's Jungle sherb cake. Jamming with it lately. They've got some good stuff. I've been enjoying their um their <coughs> concentrates as well. Yeah, their GMO was pretty good that mm-hmm. we tried. So how has cannabis been an ally throughout your life? Like, what do you personally use it for? 
Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Jade Pebworth over at the Me Law Group in Oklahoma focuses to provide you with a comprehensive approach and intelligent advice and representation focused on resolving problems rather than inflating them. She kills it with civil litigation, cannabis law, business planning, corporate law slash litigation, and family law. She enjoys working with companies from the ground up. Whether you need her to review and draft contracts for your company, assist in licensing applications, and more, the Me Law Group has your back. Now, let's get back to today's episode. Uh, I think it's like, I think it's like lubricant for a creative. Like, the way you drink in public, you know, I think mm-hmm. it just like, or for me, anyways, it just, I think too much. I'm fucking, mm-hmm. I'm in my head too much. So it really just slows stuff down, kind of puts me in a a nice vibe. Mm-hmm. But also, like, yeah, I don't know. I know I'm definitely addicted to it. So it's hard for me to, like, step back from that and say what it really does offer, like, you know, medically. But at the same time, like, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely a better person when I yeah. am on, when I'm smoking, when I don't really like edibles, but like for sleep, I have a ter- I don't sleep. And so edibles are a good thing for me to sleep. And yeah. Like, I'm, I'm getting into like the topicals and stuff yeah, like that. So, so, there's yeah, there's such a variety and like array a, of products. It's an alien plant and we should <laughs> indulge in it. We yeah. should fucking dive head first in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally. So you were talking about high snacks earlier. Oh, Do you have like a go-to high snack or a snack that um, you've like come up with that you wouldn't have thought of unless you were medicated? Wow. Besides the ham and applesauce. You know what? Yeah, ham and sick. applesauce that is, is a sick. classic. That's sick. Classic. Don't look. I don't eat ham though, so. Fair. Fair. Was it spam about- or was it ham? Let's be. Let's. Just- what if it was turkey? It wouldn't be the same because, no, you know, there's yeah, like a honey glazed ham, own. like honey, yeah. like mm. ham and something sweet kind of actually go together. But anyways. We need some R&D before we just shut that out. But okay. I know. Right. Okay. That's fair. So, um, but a high snack. High what snacks. Way? Okay. Have you ever had peanut butter jelly toast? Yes. Yes. Put the bread in the toaster. Come on. And then put yeah. the peanut butter jelly on. Yeah. On. It's like a toasty, yummy Dude. sandwich. Dude. A little bit extra yeah. effort, but so worth it. A little it. bit extra effort. You're not lying. Yeah. You're right. It is. It's not the most convenient high snack, mm-hmm. but I'm saying if you feel a little motivated, you know. I know. I it is so fucking good. It's a great snack. Or like bread and butter. Oh, or bread, and bread butter. butter and like jelly. <laughs> Toasted. Bread butter. I mean, it's, it's sorry. People. The same thing. Pretty much just replace <laughs> the peanut butter with butter. <laughs> Take out the peanuts. <laughs> so different, Sob. Wow. <laughs> Hell yeah, That's dude. That's funny. Oh, damn. High snacks are the best, though. I feel like a bowl of cereal always oh, has What's your slapped. favorite cereal? Um, well, I, have, I don't really eat cereal like I used to You're growing fake. up. <laughs> yeah. <fake>. Well, <laughs> cereal's, cereal's fake. fake. Cereal's Honestly, fake. Honestly, yeah. It's we need to have that shit. talk. I know. What are we eating? What's going on? All of the dyes and stuff in our nutrition. I mean, yeah. but cereal, there, cereal really is probably. Do we get political on this you. podcast? I don't want to get political I'm on this joking. podcast. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so, so, okay. If you had a day where there was no responsibilities and you could be anywhere doing anything, what would you be doing? Paint that picture for this us. Like, this sounds like the last year of my life. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, wait. So well, no, not really. Like, that's obviously a lie, but. So why the last year of your life? What has been going on the last year of Dude, your I life? Dude, I have to fucking quit my job and be a rapper. And like, the hardest part is like, it's se- like from the outside looking mm-hmm. in, that's what you do. Is like, you just get to do whatever you want, bro. Yeah. But like, you want to know the truth? The truth is like, I went from a secure X amount of dollars every single month yes. that I could plan on for me and my son to like. Right. Oh, we're in the wood. We're hunting right now. Yeah. Like every fucking day, we're hunting. And if I don't bring something back, like mm-hmm. we ain't eating. So yeah. it's a different. It took me like six months, honestly, and to really just like mentally. Yeah, shift. it's a different. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. It's a different style going from a job oh. that's like an eight to five type. Yeah. So you, you, yeah. got, you got your income fix, and then you know. Shout doing out to eighty eight Rec. Shout out Jocelyn. Shout <laughs> out fucking Travis. <laughs> the people who and, give you the opportunities yeah, bro, to not yeah. have to work your job like that anymore. That's mm-hmm. always the hustle. I, I, I get that. Yeah. So that's yeah. huge. And shout out XO Design. You know what I'm saying? Paying my bills before this rap shit. Shout out <laughs> yeah. Chad and Connor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out all those Go people. Go get your lights done. XO Design. I can't remember the phone number, but 
uh, uh, luxury exterior lighting. Come on, baby. Give me a little 10% on that check. Come on. Hey. So how does your family feel about your cannabis consumption? Do you guys have an oh. open relationship about it? And, like, how is your relationship? You said you're a father with your son about it. And what's what are those conversations like? Definitely. So, yeah, my mom, like, my mom smoked the whole time. She was always smoking. So, mm-hmm. and I knew she was, like, I used to find her weed and <laughs> act like I didn't know what it was. And he'd be like, oh, hey, mom, what's this? what's this parsley-looking stuff in this rolled-up cigarette? Like, what is this? And she'd be like, oh, it's just, just play it off. Well, then I started smoking, and then she started catching me smoking, and then I, like, brought weed home one day. Mm-hmm. And it was just at this point where, like, she was a, she's a single mother, you know? Like, she don't got time to be mm-hmm. fucking around, you know? Yeah. So she was just honest with me and, like, hey, if you're going to be doing this shit, don't be dumb. I can't have you in fucking jail. Mm-hmm. I can't have... Like, my reputation kind of depends on you also. Like, I cut the fucking police chief's hair every Sunday. Yeah. So, if you're out there getting in trouble, like, I'm sure he's going to find another barber. So, I'm like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. Well, then, it that came into, like, my mom would run out of weed and be like, what's up? Like, <laughs> do you have a blunt, bro? <laughs> and that only happened, like, I don't know, probably, like, three times. And I was, like, 16, like, old enough to, you know, start having my own weed yes yes and so that was kind of the the peak of that and then I moved out when I was like 15 and a half 16 to come up to the city I don't because I'm a fucking idiot don't ask why that's pretty young were you living alone yeah I was living I've moved out and lived with my friends and then my mom actually saved my fucking life because she didn't like come and get me and like make me come home but she was like again like you're not gonna be an idiot about this and be living on your fucking friend's couch you know yeah so she basically picked me up and fucking drove me to my aunt and uncle's house where they were like super, not Christian, but, you know, super stable, super mm-hmm. like family oriented. And then my dad passed away, passed away when I was like five months old. And so it was his sister. So like it kind of, you know, reset me back to like who, where I came from and my mm-hmm. family and like mm-hmm. really back to like the medical side of shit. What like what the fuck is going on up here and like yeah. where it comes from. And so mm-hmm. just all that to say, like. Got to Oklahoma City, kind of, I quit smoking for, like, two years, just to, like, I don't know, because I felt bad, because yeah. my mom was, like, I felt like she was, like, all right, fuck it, like, go for it, you know? So, I wanted to just prove to her, prove to myself that I could do this, and I was playing basketball at the time, so uh, I didn't want to get caught up in some shit, but after that, like, yeah, I smoked. I never, like, the love for weed never left, you know? Yeah. Like, I still watched the Joe Rogan experience when they would like smoke weed, mm-hmm. I would literally watch it just to be like a part of the circle because mm-hmm. I couldn't yeah. smoke. So like <laughs> yeah. I kept on, kept on, had a job where I couldn't really smoke and I would like sneak in stuff. And then, yeah, I don't know. This rap shit really, it changed the whole fucking thing. I just did a show and then growers would be like, hey bro, you're dope. Like, Who's weed do you smoke? And I'm like, uh, I'm smoking couch weed, buddy. Like, <laughs> buddy. I'm smoking yeah, fucking dirt. And so, yeah, they laced me up, like, first one was Next Leaf, I think, Fresh Harvest, uh, Charlie, like, you know, these great fucking yeah. growers. So I'm like, I'm spoiled. And so I go from that, just, now it's like, just to kind of full circle back to the question, like, you know, I started the the Baby Dukes. Like, I, I'm just mm-hmm. experimenting in the in the realm and trying to get, like, one of my best friends is Haytham, Days, Days on Route 66. Yeah. And so just to have him, like, I feel like he's doing with the weed shit what I'm trying to do with the music shit. And so just to, Mm -hmm. like, bounce ideas off of him and see his hustle and see how he treats it and, Mm -hmm. you know, just the mutual respect. Like, so, and I kind of learned now that I don't want to be, I don't want to be, like, full force in the weed shit. I want to be a musician who Mm -hmm. supports good weed, you know? Yeah, for sure. Through that, you know, my son has been with me right there the whole time, and he knows, like, he loves the baby dukes. He thinks that's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. like if I'm the duke, he is the baby duke is what he says. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, he loves Haytham. Like, every time he sees a Days sticker, he's like, uh-huh. oh, is that is that Haytham's brand right there? So he's trying to, like, yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. And so, but he also knows, like, it's not a fucking game. And it's not something to be played with. And if there's, you know, we're very careful about leaving gummies out or shit like that. And, right. And he knows, like, I don't know. If we're just being real, his whole family smokes. And so, yeah. not everybody, but, you know, mm-hmm. these it's, people. It's around he's grown up around right, it. It's right. not, and so, yeah. he's, he's conscious enough to where it's just like, 
I don't know. He's he's a fucking grown man with it. Honestly, it's normalized you know? for him. Yes, so it's he, not anything that it needs to be like. Oh, you're hiding. Like that's yes, hiding it from me. Yes. So like, what is it? And he has no attraction to it. Like, that's the best part for me. Is like he went. He sees because you know there's this stigma around smoking. So at school, they're learning if you're smoking, you're like a bad person or you're whatever you know. So to him, like in his little brain, he wants to be the best person possible. So he's like, I don't even want. Like, why would I smoke? You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy now. Like I'm. And so that to me, that's dope. I'm pushing that. Like, why, yeah, why would you smoke, bro? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, what do you need to drink for? What do you need to smoke for? Yeah. And I'm not telling him don't do it because. But you're also showing him that you can do it responsibly, and it's you know Definitely. it's not Definitely. it's something yeah you you can never do it, and that's okay too. Yeah. yeah, and like I don't know, I just took him on tour, so. What did, okay, so what was that like? Oh, what, it was, and this was obviously his first time oh, doing yeah. something like oh, this yeah. with you. He's never even like been to a show. Oh, so it's like so, first time of everything. Okay, so what was that like? Tell us everything. I mean, it was fucking crazy, dude. We went, <laughs> it's like 5,000 miles and, no, there's like 15,000 miles in 30 days. The first seven days, I think I took him for nine days right before school. And we went to fucking basically Canada. We went to Chicago. We went to Idaho. We wow. All these places. And like, I don't know. He was just, the coolest part was like, in my head, I had my sister with me, my mom with me, and my son with me. And okay. so I wanted it to be like a little family vacation type mm-hmm. thing. So every every time, though, like we get to uh, La Crosse, Indiana, or Wisconsin, sorry, Indiana, and uh, he'd be like, like we'd see the town. And I'm thinking like he's ready to go play or go to the pool mm-hmm. or whatever. He's like, he's like, is this the next town? Is this the next town? Are we in the next town? I'm like, yeah, bro, this is the next town. He's like, okay, where's the venue at? Like, where's the stage at? Let's go oh, see the stage. That's and so cool. we go do sound check and go do setup and stuff. And then, like, literally, like, on the way back to the hotel, he's like, all right, so, like, when's the show? What's up with the show? Like, is there going to be a lot of people there tonight? He's <laughs> like, are you going to make a video for me so I can see the people? And a lot of venues don't let him in, like, when the show starts yeah. and stuff. So we started doing a little, like, I would make a video. That's how those videos started. It was just like, I wanted uh, to show Rafe, like, yeah. I'm not just leaving you at this hotel with my mom and sister to go do a, some yeah. you know, whack show. Like, bro, right. we're, we're rock stars, baby. We're yeah. out here. So that's how those started. And then uh, on the show in, like, Missouri, it was like some small-ass town in Missouri. I'm on stage, and, like, I'm explaining that to them. I'm like, hey, I'm about to do a video for my son. Mm-hmm. And they were the first crowd I told that to. I, other ones, I was just like, hey, let's, you know, do some Instagram shit. But I was like, hey, I'm about to do this video for my son because, you know, he can't, he, he can't come in here. Da, da, da. And some dude in the crowd was like, bring him in. And I was like, I just like looked at him. I was like, You're like really? And then the whole crowd was like, yeah, like bring him in. They went crazy as fuck. And I looked over at the tour manager and I looked over at the DJ. And the DJ was like, shit, bring him in. So I fucking. Oh, I, that's cool. I was like yelling. My mom heard me. She opened the green room door and I was like, go get Bub. She was like, what? I was like, go get Bub. Go get Ray. <laughs> oh. And so he came up and like, I did a couple songs and I'm, it was perfect timing. Like, he came out of the green room with mm-hmm. my mom. He said hi to everybody. We did a video. And then uh, I did big checks with him back there on the right by the DJ. Cool. And he was back there. Yeah, he was up. dancing. Yeah. It was amazing. It was, it was the best moment of my life. That That's is so awesome. special. Oh, I love that for <laughs> that you guys. Cool. So what is like the first memory or like moment you remember really enjoying music and knowing that like this was going to be in your life and be a huge passion of yours uh, and in turn end up being, I mean, really it's your career at this point. Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. I would say, that's kind of corny, but we're here. (laughs) I was uh I moved around a lot. My mom cut hair and shit, so we'd always I was always in a car going from like Dallas to North Dakota or wherever. So I think we were in South Dakota going to see the what are they called? The well, uh, presidents? Uh, yeah, um Mount Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Boom. So we're on the way there and there's this it was back when we had C D players, you know what I'm saying? So I got this little C D player mm-hmm. and I'm listening to my thing and I I got it on, I'm jamming, I'm jamming. And I'm with my mom, my aunt, and then my aunt's daughter. Mm-hmm. So I'm fucking turning up, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't know, eight, nine, I'm getting it, Eminem, uh, I think it's Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't remember what song it is, but 
my my cousin sees me and she's like, "What are you doing? Like, what the fuck is taking over you right now? What are you doing?" <laughs> and so she like, t- she, I see her laughing, and I'm like, I look over, I'm like, "What are you like? What are you laughing at?" I take my headphones off, and then she's like, "What are you doing? Like, what are you listening to?" So I put it on her. I like give her the headphones. She puts it on, and I can still hear what's playing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like naturally like rapping the words yeah. to her while she's listening, and she's like having the time of her fucking life. Yeah. Like she's loving it. And so I'm like. At the time, I, I didn't realize what was what that was, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, that was my first performance, and yeah. that was like, it wasn't my music, oh, and it wasn't, yeah. but I don't know, it felt me like it. I was just like, oh yeah, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, you know. It was one of those moments, and I'll never forget that fucking I don't know, a little seven minute stretch where I was yeah. just like, yeah. I just did a couple songs, and she was like, that was really good. Like, Have you told her about this? No, I you haven't. should. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something that's something fun that to share is super and super special. Make her feel good too. Yeah. So, do you remember the first song that you ever played? Like, what that sounded like and what that felt like? I think. I don't remember if it was like, like the actually. I wrote my mom a poem one time, so I don't know if that counts, but the first song that I made was like, I was working this job. <laughs> I was working this job, and this dude, it was his first day, and we got paired together for whatever reason, and we're sitting there in the work truck. And he's like, so uh, he's just talking. He's just he just won't shut up, honestly. And I didn't know if I would like him yet. He ended up being my fucking best friend. Shout out to D Mac, bro. But he wouldn't <laughs> shut the fuck up. And he's like, he's like, yo, yeah, I got this mic at home, bro. I make beats, bro. I'm boom, boom, boom. I rap too. I'm like, God damn, bro, what do you not do, bro? <laughs> like, I get it, bro. So he had a brother there too, and his brother was like telling me, like, hey, he's actually. I knew his brother, and I liked his brother. So he was like, he's actually kind of good, like. He's not the greatest rapper, but his beats are f- fucking fire. And so, I, I don't know. I went over there after work one day, and then, yeah, we just, it was in his brother's laundry room, and the, we hung a sheet up, and Hell it yeah. was the lowest budget <laughs> shit. But I remember we took his brother, got the, like, recording or whatever, mm-hmm. and played it for the, like, our work people, like, mm-hmm. my job people. My boss and shit was out there. And so I'm, like, filling fucking tanks, and I hear the beat come on yeah. in the work van. And I'm like, oh, surely he's just playing them the beat. Like, surely <laughs> yeah, he's like. Really and cool. I look over, and there's 30, fuck, all 30 people hovered around this fucking little work van. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope this, <laughs> I really hope this isn't it. And then I hear my little, yo, oh, I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> but then, like, as I'm walking up, I'm, like, embarrassed. I'm like, why the fuck would you do, like, this is, I was mad. And then, yeah, my boss just looked at me, he was like, what are like what are you doing? Why the fuck are you spraying yards right now? Yeah. Like So that was the first time I was like, okay, maybe like maybe I like it was still like what the fuck am I supposed to do though? Just be a rapper? I'm supposed yeah. to just tell my son's mom, "Oh yeah, I'm a rapper now" cuz my boss told <laughs> no, like yeah. it was know, fucking like, embarrassing and Yeah. So that technically that was like the first song. That's but. cool. It's cool to hear you have these very like detailed memories of like you know, Nobody's ever asked life. me this shit. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, like this is fun to like because <laughs> I don't think wow, about this shit. Cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's cool to hear like your journey of becoming who you are, and even at a young age, like knowing that that was the moment when you knew that yeah. this is something that you right. wanted to do right. forever. Yeah. It's also good for you to like say it out loud, no, yeah. listen to yourself, revisit it because you're you know? reprocessing it, well in a different definitely. way. Yeah. So yeah. So what was the process of building your brand identity then and why Hugh Glass? Like what's what's the story behind that and why not Zach? <laughs> you guys want to know the truth? Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's why <laughs> you're here, right? Is to spill the truth. It's not like is all right. I was hiding. I was hiding it. I didn't want anybody to know. And if I was Zach Roland or fucking Zach or whatever and mm-hmm. I sounded anything like myself, people would know. So it was basically like, all right, I made a deal with D-Mac. And he was like, look, bro, you're not just going to keep rapping dope shit over my dope beats. And I'm not like, what, I'm not going to put it out? He's like, yeah. bro, I'm trying to get the fuck out of this trailer house, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting these songs out. So yeah, I'm like, word. <laughs> okay, well, like, I, I basically was like, all right, well, it can't be Zach. It can't be me. So I was like, I was planning on doing a fucking, like, ski mask or bandana i don't know something to like just keep it off me so at the time it was just easy enough to put it up on soundcloud and put hugh glass and people didn't know who it was and Mm -hmm. i I could still like when i didn't what fucked me up was i did my first show 
and there was like 150 people showed up, and there were, the that's, venue only fit like 130. That's a pretty good amount of people Bro, for was, your first show. But I thought it was gonna be like 20 people. I, <laughs> I literally thought it was gonna be like 20 people. I was gonna be like, all right, well, this is done. But yeah, like I was honest with my son's mom for the first time about it. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm doing this music thing, and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and the show was on my birthday, May 9th, and. I brought her to it, and because I'm thinking it's gonna be 20 people, I'm thinking like this isn't gonna be a big deal. Yeah. She's gonna like that, you know, it's just a little hobby, whatever. Well, when there's fucking 30 people that can't get in, and I'm walking up, and they're like, "Bro," like I was like, "Oh shit," you know. And some of them were girls, so mm-hmm. she's like, "Well, fuck this!" Like, yeah. hell no, you ain't about to <laughs> yeah, be rapping, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, I don't know. I love her to this day. Like, we're not together, but that is my best friend. That's my dog. So. She helped me definitely. Like she, she put the fucking. Like if I didn't have her, I would not be as motivated, you know. And she, I don't. Even, cool. I don't think she knows that. I don't think we don't really talk about shit like that. But yeah, just shout out to her. She's yeah, dope, so that's yeah. cool. Um, she's impacted your life in one yeah. way or the other. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And she's mm-hmm. the best mom. So that's cool. Um, it's cool to hear you hear so positively. You it know, because in, in situations like that, it's not you don't always hear like the greatest things. Oh, we've been in the trenches. Baby. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Oh. I can only imagine. But it's cool to hear you have such positive things to say, and that sure. you guys are that means growth. great co yeah, yeah and maturity yeah. and growth yeah and great co parenting. Like it's yeah. it, that's cool for your son to grow up around that. She really is amazing. What the fuck was I even talking about? Why did I bring? Oh, uh, your brand she identity. Brought to the show that was okay. 150 you, people. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, I guess like I was just hiding it. And then that was the day I was like, okay, I can't hide this anymore. So, and then like that's where, yeah, I don't know. We're not going to talk Where's about Where's the all name? Shit, where like, did you come up with Hugh and Mike? So I'm sitting. Damn, we're gonna get deep. Fuck. All right. Yeah, I'm like, you can't like, okay, you I picked you glass. Like, what's to, the point of you picking? You don't Hugh have glass. to tell us all your secrets no. if you don't want to. But I just think that Hugh and Glass are two separate, like, unique words slash names, and for mm-hmm. you to put them side by side, it's pretty fucking catchy. Okay. Uh-huh. You know. So that's it. So after that show, I was in a I was in a sticky situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't, we weren't on the best terms as far as me and my son's mother. So there was a point where like some fights happened and, you know, it was like the early stages of us splitting apart. And so I would go stay at D-Max house mm-hmm. for like, you know, a night or two until we would figure it out or whatever. And one of those nights, like the night I was like, okay, this might be it. Like I'm really risking my family for rap. Yeah. Like fucking rap. <laughs> yeah. I felt like a crazy person, but I'm sitting there and like, shout out, shout out to D Mac, bro. I love this motherfucker. He's <laughs> he puts on a movie, and I'm just like, not even. I could give a fuck less about this movie. I'm playing the shit in my head. I'm like, depressed. I'm in the darkest place of my life. And he comes out. And he's like, he brings me. I'm about to start crying. He he brings me a chocolate milk, and I'm like, again, I'm like, I don't want to fucking chocolate milk. Yeah. But just the fact that like he went in there to make me chocolate, cause like we were broke, bro. We don't have. Yeah. The fact that he had milk and chocolate to Was put together, yeah. and the fact that he like wasted, yeah. So I don't know. Just that moment, I'm and I look up on the screen. It's the Revenant playing, and the, that's what Leonardo DiCaprio when he won his uh, Oscar. That's, mm-hmm. He played this this person who was a a fur trapper who led the French army, I believe. Through like the Wyoming and Dakotas. Is that the bear movie? Yes. With Lee- okay. Yes. Yeah. His name was Hugh Glass. Okay. He gets in a fight okay. with, a with a bear in the winter. Okay. So his son, remember how he gets in a fight and they're, like they're supposed to like stay with him mm-hmm. and they're going to watch him and they end up killing his son and they end up leaving him for dead. Mm. So I'm like watching all this high as fuck drinking chocolate milk with DMAC. Like, bro, <laughs> this is my life, bro. Like, this rap shit, like, that is that bear, bro. Like, I'm sleeping in a fucking horse carcass right now, like, you know? And so mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a lot of similarities, and I don't know. I just, it's st- I stuck with it. And, yeah, like you said, Hugh Glass to me when I, because it was Glass. They just called him Mr. Glass. And then I did some research and found out it was Hugh Glass. Then I found out he was like this, like, he was a pirate when he was 16 in mm-hmm. Texas off the oh, fucking, wow. in the Gulf Coast. So Hugh Glass is like a real person. No. Oh. It's just stories. But he oh. could have been a real person. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, nobody knows. There's yeah. these stories of Mr. Glass coming through yeah. and surviving the bear attack and leading, coming back to me. Like, there's like 30 different accounts from like Jed Smith, all these like real mm-hmm. people 
but no body was found. There's not like a fucking, yeah, there's no like lineage. So to me, it was just like a little nod from whoever the fuck is running this show. Like, <laughs> hey, buddy, take it. Hey, you know, buddy. this is, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like that. That's cool. It's a great story. Well, so community is a big part of who you are, I feel like, and what you do. Um, how did you find your community in Oklahoma, specifically the cannabis community? And how do you feel like it's benefited your career? Well, look, look, all right, this is where the accent comes out, all right? <laughs> all right, Hugh, come on. I will, no, in all seriousness, like, I'm, if you know, you know, and I'll just leave it up to that. There have been people that have came into my life and, better or worse, helped me flourish. I'll just put it like that. And so, yeah, I don't, yeah, fuck naming names or whatever, like, all that, I just think, I met the right people at the right time and my talent mixed with just like being a good person put me in the right rooms. And then I don't know. I think I'm like, I think I try to be a good person. So when somebody presents me with something, I'm like, all right, well, how can I 10 X this? How can Mm -hmm. I make this like the most for you? And I'm I'm human. So if I've ever done you wrong, I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, that's how I feel. And I think that helps a lot is just being from Oklahoma, being born in Woodward, Oklahoma, like, this boots and these shorts, girl, they 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 run strong, all right? This I'm I ain't new to this. I'm true to this, all right? Uh, fell off a fell off a horse that? when I was like five and landed as a sticker patch, all right? Broke my st- broke my elbow. What did people say about like you showing up in tour like during tour and like cowboy boots and stuff? Like what did you know? Because people always uh, have yeah. reactions. Like what was their reaction? What, what did the girls say? Because I, I just wanna, so curious. I don't want to spill the sauce. The girls love it. Yeah, the girls love that shit. Don't I already they? know. Everybody loved it. Yeah. I already I, know. Because this is what it is. It's like what? Because when you're there and you haven't performed yet, nobody knows. Like they see you, and if they don't know you, they're like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, and what then the they're fuck like, "Oh, hey." He's yeah. got something to say. And then you get on stage, uh-huh. and then you're like, hey, guys, I'm from Oklahoma. And everyone goes, okay. I fucking, all right. This I makes get more it. sense. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and then they're on your side. You're like, yeah, dude, I just came 4,000 miles in some yeah. fucking snakeskin cowboy boots, brother, in some gym brother. shorts. I'll drop 40 in these, all right? <laughs> so that, it's honestly a cheat code, and I uh, didn't know it until. Yeah. The weirdest shit. Cheat code. I drove from Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, I've done all these shows in Oklahoma. I've, I mean, I've done shows wherever. And I haven't, if I put on the cowboy boots, normally I like put on the whole cowboy outfit. I've never done what I've been doing. But like, I drove to California. And as soon as I crossed the California line, I stopped the fucking car, got out, <laughs> and I went to the trunk to get my cowboy boots and I put them on. I don't know why I did it. Mm-hmm. You can ask Barrett. I fucking ask Barrett. I don't know why I did it. I have no idea. Well, it's, it sounds like, to me, it's like Oklahoma's your roots. Oh. And you just crossed a line of, like, a lot more opportunity. And it's like, damn, your boots are like, Shit, you're no, like I'm bringing you back to home. That. Yeah. Like, that's damn. what I know. That's what you've ever known. That's that what you're really going to hold on yeah. to when you're leaving, baby boy. It's your tether. <laughs> that could have been your moment to, like, maybe that's your moment, like, your moment, bef- not before you got big, but that was your, like, pivotal moment in life that, like, the feeling, you know, oh, putting wow. the, like putting when the they come, the stopping on. your car and going to put your boots back on. Yeah, when they create one of those movies Damn. about you, that's a scene. That's a scene. Cross the California line, pulled over, hey, pulled them. Remember that for like a music car. video, some kind of scene. You yeah. should add yeah. that into it. Could be really special. Mm-hmm. Damn, I like you guys. Yeah, yeah. we like. Well, this you. is a great transition. <laughs> actually, oh, speaking of being creative, how do you get into your creative flows? Do you have like rituals or certain things you swear by, like hoodies you wear to get into like right headspace? Good luck charms, anything like that. If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. The first thing that popped in my head when you said that was writing. So I like to, I call it, I call it Hugh featuring Duke or Duke featuring Zach or Zach featuring Hugh where I like, right. If I hear a beat and I love it, I'll just start kind of not like freestyling, but I'll get the melody first and then kind of put the words in and then I'll leave it. Like if I, if it doesn't just come in the first 15, 20 minutes, I'll leave it. So I'll leave like four bars, eight bars, and then I'll keep doing my shit and not, I won't forget it. 
But like a week later, two weeks later, even like four months later, I'll be like, oh, there's that thing. Okay. And then I'll reattack it the same way. Because by then, it's like a new beat. It's like a new song. I haven't. So it kind of like gives me like, oh, that shit was hard. Let me mm-hmm. jump yeah. back in that. That's like my favorite way to make music, I think. But I might be lying. But that's like, no, no, no. That's not my favorite. That's the best way I make music. It's yeah. like new sparks. Like yeah. write the verse, come back two months later. Oh, this is the hook. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But um, creatively in general, mm, I like smoking weed. The studio, I think, there's this like stigma about, I don't know. This dude... I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna. Well, yeah, I am. This dude used to like. <laughs> <laughs> this he used to he used to help me out with studio time. Like right when I first quit my job, I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't have any you know real cash flow coming in, and so he would help me with studio time, and he would. He would get mad as fuck at me that I would bring like, t- ten twenty people into the studio and have these deep ass sessions. Everyone's smoking. Everyone's drinking. There's girls. There's like, it was like you know. Like a music atmosphere. video. It's like it a little like party. Fucking, yes, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to him, it was like, you're wasting my money. Like, you're wasting time. You know, you could be, you could have made three songs by the time you made this one. Mm-hmm. And like, which he's right. Yeah. There is a time and a place for that. And like, for sure. If we're in album mode, I need to be shitting out three songs yeah. a night, not, you know, so. But I think personally, like, that is, I think that's the fucking cheat code. Why would that not be the cheat code? Why would that like? Why would it not be that we make a beat? The producer has to impress, not impress, but like that's what he's doing. He's not gonna make a whack beat for fucking fifteen people. And yeah. if it's whack, you think a- they're gonna be dancing? And- no, yeah, you'll catch the vibe pretty quick. Yes, so it's like, like kind of like a part of the process. Yes, to is me, what it's you're like, saying. Yeah, you like you put, I don't know what, what's the saying. Pressure creates diamonds. So like, why would you not? Why would you fucking not? Yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying. I feel like, and if that works for you. And sometimes it doesn't. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, and I can see why sometimes it yeah, doesn't. And you'd yeah. be like, I need everyone to get out. Because, yeah. like, I, we for can't sure. do it like focus, this. Because there's a lot happening. But yeah. there's You're times right. where I think there's a pl- there's a time and place for everything. And yeah. there's time and place for that kind of atmosphere, Yeah, I definitely. feel like. So one thing about being a creative is you can have highs and lows in creating. And we all know that. <laughs> and perfecting your craft without feeling like you've hit a burnout. What helps you like reset and prevent that burnout? Like, what do you try to do to like keep yourself from not hating, not hating what you're doing, but like, you know, just not going through the motion of that? Mm, I'm very bad at this part. Okay. So I would be a liar if I said I had like outlets. Like, another cheat code is my son. You know, yeah. it's really easy to like not give a fuck about my rap career. And right. when my son comes home, telling yeah. me he just won the Citizens Award yeah. for oh, you yeah. know his school. Like, come on, bro. I know. Yeah. Like, You're this just rap shining. shit, bro. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. So that's a that's a well, that's one that's an easy one. But yeah, yeah, I'm in my head all the time. Um, like I said before we started recording, like I kind of gave up on a lot of shit, and I didn't realize that I was. It's just. A Oklahoma thing. I didn't realize it was just like, I gotta make it first for these people to really want to like be a part of the cool yeah, club or right. like you know to make the cool club to make the table that they want to sit at. So yeah. But as soon as I left, like to answer your question, as soon as I left and I realized, oh no, this isn't this isn't a me thing. Mm-hmm. This is like Oklahoma is conditioned. Yeah, it, it is, is conditioned. For sure. It is, and that's a light bulb moment to know that it's not just you because it kind of take puts you in a whole other headspace. Yeah, definitely, you know? definitely. And it's fucking dark. Yeah. And so if I could say anything, I guess is just like, I'm not saying you got to go book a 30 city tour, but like, right. get the fuck out of Oklahoma. Yeah. And go find Broaden a your good horizon. promoter. Go I find it. Yes, like. Yeah. Because it's I don't know. You just get caught in the circle, and you want to be the king of this anthill. Yeah. And like, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. And I'm not, you know, what I'm saying we. We need the anthill. Yeah. So there needs to be kings on the anthill. But like, yes. yeah, don't settle. Yeah. yeah. Don't settle. Because I think that's the cheat code is going, putting yourself, first of all, the sacrifice, putting yourself in the position to be vulnerable and to yeah. not be liked by these people. And then we find out like, I mean, if you're good or if you're like decent, you know, like you find out, oh, these people, there's people out here that will buy tickets to your shows. They mm-hmm. will stream your music. Mm-hmm. They will buy your merch. They will join your email list. They will yeah. do this shit. And it might be five people in every city. Yeah. But 30 cities times five, I yes. mean, baby, we got a little email list. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so, yes. Uh, it's with just that like, little email I don't list. know. I guess believing in yourself <laughs> and not getting stuck in the fucking 
Yeah, it's, the it's like will. it's like finding you know your inspiration or stuff that's constantly like sparking you and reigniting you and like reminding you of like what you're doing. Yes, I feel yes. like for you too, it's like community and the people 100%. and like you love people 100%. and like being around people. Yeah, I you tell know. you, I'm an intro. Yeah, you Intimate? said that earlier. You said I I like to be alone. A I lot, do. A home body is rapper. what you said. But yeah. yeah, like it's probably just like, I mean, let's just be real. I'm you know every artist I think has like a dark side. Yeah, that, yeah. It feeds mm-hmm. the light. Right, so and I, it feeds your music. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I like to probably live in that a little too much, mm-hmm. which is not a great thing. You know, I make great fucking music and I make great art, but I think it's I need a little more healthy of a balance. So, mm-hmm. uh, what the f- what were we talking about before that? Why did I say that? Um, I don't know. I think we were. Damn, I was. Hey, I was about to though. drop yeah. a bomb. It was coming. <laughs> Damn it! What were we talking about? Well, I mean, we were talking about burnout, right? Yeah, and but then I it kind of led to something else. No, there's probably someone listening who's like, I know what you were talking about, <laughs> I but I can't tell you because <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Okay, so you just got done on going on tour throughout the U.S. That's a pretty big accomplishment thus far in your life and really cool to do. What was that feeling like to be on stage in front of strangers in a new city coming from Oklahoma and thinking the thoughts that you've once had? Okay, I'll just run you through the first show. I showed up, and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know I didn't know the promoter. I didn't know the venue. It was Chicago. Oh. So I'm leaving Little old, we ain't in Kansas anymore, baby. We're, no. It's the big shy town, the windy city. And I'm fucking <laughs> terrified. I'm scared. I'm walking up and I go in the venue and the, the security guard like is nice as shit. Mm-hmm. She real like it's a girl and a guy, and the girl realizes I'm performing, and so she's like, Oh, sweetheart, come on here. Real nice. I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Then the security guard who walked me back there was like, What's up, brother? How you doing? Nice as shit. So I'm like, okay, well, two for two so far. Mm-hmm. Go up to the DJs. They're like, what's up, bro? Where you from, bro? Cool as fuck. So I'm like, all right, this is like too good to be true. So I leave after sound check, come back, and I'm thinking, you know, there's going to be 30 people again, fucking 40 people, maybe max. They're like, that's a good show. I walk in, and there's 500 people waiting. And this is like an hour before the show. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. And then it's the same, the same security guard walked me through the crowd and shit. And as I'm getting walked through, like, these people don't know me. These fucking people don't know me. But yeah. they, they're realizing I'm walking up to the stage. So it like starts a little. Start building yeah. hype. And they like, start... oh shit, who's that? Oh shit. There oh, must be God. someone who's going to come on stage. And so yeah. that was a cool. I was like, oh fuck, okay. Well, this is like five for five good experiences yeah. right now. So I say all that to say like I get up and I'm expecting the nerves to hit me when I get up these stairs to the DJ booth. They hand me that mic and I look out to this crowd to, you know, mm-hmm. by by this time it's like 800 people. So I'm like. I'm expecting the nerves to hit, and I'm used to it, so I'm just going to push through it. And I grab the mic, and I, I don't know, I turn, the nerves and I never like, hit. dude, they never hit. It was cool. like, oh, this shit feels like home. Yeah. Like, this shit feels that's like. even better. Oh, yeah. that's like a. It was so weird, because I'm like, yeah. I literally laughed. I was like, what are we doing? And then they went crazy. I was like, oh, fuck, all right, well, I'm from Oklahoma, and da 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 and it was like one of the best shows of my life. That's you know? awesome. It's, Isn't that cool to like mm-hmm. be able to know that you can channel that every time? Yeah. And, like just be like, yeah. this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. if and you can just get out of your own head yeah. with it all. And you say home, which means that you can make home anywhere around the world. <sighs> you know what I mean? Which Canada is so cool to out. say. Come on, bro. They're dropping <laughs> fucking bombs. We We're out here. Poetic. <laughs> hey. So from your first live performance to now just finishing up a tour through the U.S. And I mean first live, like in front of anyone ever. Your cousin. My Shout cousin. out to your cousin. cousin. Um, what's something you wish you could go back and tell young Zach? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, that's a really good question. I would say like. Take some pool of them. <laughs> <laughs> don't be. I don't know. I guess it's like just don't be scared to be vulnerable. Like people. That's part of why people love art is like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It's okay to be relatable. It's okay yes, to like be okay. the guy who like chased his dream and like didn't stop, you know, mm-hmm. so that like other people can champion that guy. And like, that was the worst part because I fucking hate myself sometimes. So to like, 
yeah, I fucking believe in myself, dude. Yeah. What? Yeah. What are yeah. we doing, dude? Mm-hmm. So, but it feels really good it feels when amazing. you feel yourself yeah. doing that, 100%, 100%, 100%. right? Hundred percent. Yeah. I don't even know if that answered the question. That did. Okay. You did good. <laughs> cool. And we like to ask everyone this question, Zach. But what's a stigma surrounding cannabis that you would like to see changed? As you like that blunt. Yeah, ask it again while I hit this back one. <laughs> hey. Don't play it. Uh, I think, well, fuck, I don't know. Something that Just really like, irks you. <coughs> Why? We're about to get political. All right. Go ahead. Go for it. Go ahead. <coughs> Why is it that two countries in the world, it's like New Zealand and America can run ads on pharmaceutical Oh yeah. stuff, like mm-hmm. Big Pharma? What? Why? Why the fuck? What's that about? That we are that we can do that, but yeah, there's why? other countries in the world that cannot. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's just like I guess what I'm saying is there's so much money and power behind bullshit like Propaganda. that. Like, yeah. You know, and these I don't know. They're like what I learned that uh, like there's pill salesmen. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. Like go and take doctors out to fucking Kadoba and shit and buy their lunch. Like yeah. And. They better hey, be going somewhere fucking... nicer than Kidoba for the money that they make. <laughs> I fuck. literally saw it happen at Kidoba, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then my older friend, my buddy, who was like, "Oh no, this is—he's making a deal, bro. This is a drug deal right now. Like they're pitching this doctor this shit." And I started listening, and like, "Oh no, it's exactly what it is." And that, like, when you learn that these pills aren't tested, they're not like clinic. There's no clinical trial. There's none of that bullshit. Like they just make it. And they don't have to be regulated. And then we just put it out and put it in our bodies. Yeah. And then those people that we think are like, I mean, I'm sorry, but we, we, I don't know why. I don't know. They're just this prestigious person because they're a doctor. But then they're telling my fucking grandma, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So it's, it's like. It's twisted. It's a twisted it. But then I got to be, but then I got to be looked at weird at a fucking parent teacher conference because I smell like some gas. Right. Like, hey, they wish they were smoking bro. that gas. Like, it's weird. So yeah. not to get, yeah, we're, we'll stop there. I we'll know what stop. you mean, though. Know exactly, the yeah. the comparison of all of that. Yeah, Our, yeah you're not wrong. Like, yeah. no, if we really cared, mm-hmm. if we really cared, yeah. come on, bro. We would not be doing shit like that. Yeah, because a mom or dad next to you could have taken a Xanax, and it would have been no big deal because they got problem. it from their doctor. Not a fucking problem, yeah. yeah. And that's what helped them with their anxiety. Yeah. You know? Oh, that was good. Zach, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Oh, shit. You have been such a joy. Thank you so oh. much for sharing your passions and your joy. Thank you guys. Y'all, and being vulnerable with us. Y'all we were, love that. This was a really, like, you guys, I don't know much about, you know, I love you both personally. But as far as, like, the podcast goes, mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to shit. I don't even listen to other people's music. So, like, you guys are fucking killing it, though. You Thank know? you. This was a really good, like, Thank I'm you. happy leaving here. So I love to Thank hear you. that. Yeah, Thank, no, you. For Thank you for your positive feedback, yeah. feedback, Zach, and to stay in the loop with everything that he's doing with his music endeavors. You can follow him and his journey on Instagram. It's at Hugh Glass, and that's at H-U-G-H-G-L-A-S-S. Thank you to every single person that tuned into today's show. Be sure to stay tuned for next week's. And as always, brand stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season 1 of Dope History is now available at DopeHistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.